Should the Blue Jackets have kept Corpusalo and kicked Elvis to the curb? We're going to talk about that in today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Co-host Hayden Halson is with me as well. And uh, we want to thank you guys for making this your first listen of the day every single day. Locked On Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms and over on YouTube as well as the SiriusXM app. I also want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL or enter promo code LockedOnNHL and you're going to get a free white tech hat with any order. You're not going to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise. So, today, we are continuing our goalie season reviews. We are almost done with season reviews. It's August 23rd. It's fine. We're doing our best here. Uh, today, we're talking all about... Jonas Corposalo, who was a Blue Jacket for, I think he was like the second longest tenured Blue Jacket before he was traded, um, went to the Kings, played very well for them, struggled a little bit in the playoffs, which makes sense, uh, but he, I the fact that he was so good this season makes me wonder just how bad the injury was, because I believe he got shut down at the end of last season with a hip injury, he had surgery near the end of the season or sometime in the off-season, was out until I think they came to Tampere in uh, October, November, whenever it was, uh, this season. And after that, he was really good for the Blue Jackets um, in a way that not many goalies were for the Blue Jackets this season. Uh, he had a 9-13 save percentage. And was 11, 11, and 3, which doesn't sound great, I'll grant you, but for the Blue Jackets, is phenomenal, uh, let's be honest. So, let's uh, let, let's just start off with with that. How how do you think he was this season? Well, I mean, 11, 11, and 3, that's 500. That's better than any of the other two goaltenders that the Blue Jackets tried to wheel out to start at times between Merz Lincolns and uh, Tarasov. I feel like between Merz Lincolns, Tarasov, and Corpusalo, Corpusalo was the best of those three. I'm so sad that he's gone. It is. It stinks. I, I know the Blue Jackets got good value back. It's not like he needed to play another year in Columbus. He played eight seasons in Columbus, Jay. Uh, let me remind you, in those eight seasons, he played at least 14 games every single year. At least 14 games. So this dude has been in the lineup for the Blue Jackets consistently for eight straight seasons. I'm going to miss him a whole lot. I felt like um, felt like Ottawa got a really great deal for him. I feel like and I'm really happy for Corpusalo. I don't think the Blue Jackets were going to give him that much money. It's kind of the same situation as... Bobrovsky really but on a much smaller scale and uh, I'm kind of questioning whether the Jackets should have tried to give him the money or not like if he was interested in staying should the Blue Jackets have tried to get him to stay because I really love Corpusal. I think he's really good and uh, yeah I'm 
perfectly okay with 11-11 and three record for this year because the rest of the team was worse than that. <laughs> like it was bad. Yeah, and like a 913 save percentage on this Blue Jackets team is very good. Uh, he had a 921 and was seven three and one when he went to LA, which I was I wasn't surprised by that. Um, he felt like a different goalie this season. Um, you know, he was a backup for a long time behind Bobrovsky, paid his dues, uh, was the kind of de facto starter in the 1920, uh, in the 2019-2020 season, um, played 37 games, got hurt um, in the, basically immediately after he was named to the All-Star game, I believe, uh, he got hurt. And then from then, it seems like he hasn't really been the same. He was phenomenal in the playoffs. And he had a 941 save percentage and a 1.9 goals against average in nine playoff games, which might be the best that any Blue Jackets goalie has ever done. Um, but since then, he hasn't really been the same. And then this season, he came in, took some time off from this, in from having surgery, uh, missed the start of the season, and was really, really good for a really bad team. Um, I... It's tough to say because I do believe in Elvis. I also wonder if they should have given Corposalo some money because they gave Corposalo, I believe, two one-year extensions, back-to-back years. Elvis got, I believe, actually, I'm going to correct myself on that. I believe both Corposalo and Muslikins got one-year extensions after the um, playoff, after the, the bubble series. And then... After that, I believe Elvis got the five-year extension and Corposalo got the one-year extension. And for better or worse, Elvis is going to be in Columbus. Corposalo is going to be in Ottawa. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what which Corposalo the Senators get. I think they're going to get a very motivated Corpusalo. I think they're going to get the same Corpusalo that the LA Kings got this past year. And granted, the LA Kings got beat in the second round of the playoffs to the, the Oilers, round. I want to say. The first round. Yeah. Took was, it to seven games, the first round of the playoffs. Okay. The first round. Uh, if I can recall, Corpusalo did not play bad in those games. I think he had above uh, a nine save percentage in all of those games. His team. Listen, the Kings have not been known for their high-flying offense as of late, so you can't blame him there. I think the the Kings would have loved to probably keep him around, but uh, he's getting paid four and a half million, uh, I believe, annual annual value up there in Ottawa. So great, great deal for him. Again, I think the Blue Jackets could have signed him for that. I think I think at the end of the day, though, Jay, you and I both know that I think Columbus and Corpusalo is probably time to split Corpusala had been here for eight seasons putting in the work probably had earned the starting spot at this team by now but for some reason just really bad timing because we have this contract locked up with Elvis right now so we're not gonna we're not really willing to make room for Corpy to to get in there and play and it felt like between Corposalo and Elvis when it was which one are we going to trade one it felt like at the time have that memory of him going what was it 
six shutouts in his rookie year or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, Corpusalo was also playing better last year, so he was the much more tradable asset. So it was a very, very tough position for Yarmo Kekalainen to be in. I don't blame him for how things worked out the way that they did, but it is a hundred percent a loss that the Blue Jackets do not have Corpusalo in their room going into a very important season coming up. Yeah, exactly. It's Corpusalo was Muslikin's safety net, I think. Um, because if he if he struggled, they had another veteran goalie there to to kind of take a little bit of the weight, and Elvis doesn't have that anymore. Um, we'll talk about Elvis next week sometime. Uh, we'll do his season review and talk a little bit about him. This is the Corpusalo episode. In a minute, I want to talk about a couple of my favorite Corpusalo memories, because this is a season review, but also there are things that he did that were not in this season that I really want to kind of touch on, so we're going to do that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. Before we do that, though, uh, I've got to tell you about Bird Dogs because I I didn't buy the hype. Everyone told me they were the most comfortable shorts in the world. And I was like, no, you guys are exaggerating. No, legitimately, the most comfortable things I've ever put on my body. They fit great. They look great. They've got this like special stretchy khaki material that... Uh, means you can really kind of move around in, but they still look like regular like khaki shorts. They look great. You can wear them on the golf course. You can wear them out to dinner as long as it's not a super fancy place. Like you can wear them when you go to the park. You can wear them when you're lying around the house. Like you can you can wear them anywhere. They're so good. They're so comfortable. And I'm I've worn nothing but them all summer. Basically, I've got a couple of pairs of bird dogs, and. I, I love them. I'm probably never going to wear any other shorts. And here's the, the best bit. If you go to birddogs.com slash NHL or enter promo code LockedOnNHL, you're going to get a free white hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash NHL or promo code LockedOnNHL for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise. Okay, let's get into some Corpus Allo memories because there's a couple I want to touch on here. First of all, the Calder Cup in 2015-16, he went 6-2 and two and had a 296 goals against average. Now, he only had an 898 save percentage, so that tells me that the team was not allowing a ton of shots, which is great. But Corpusalo, the first Calder Cup for the Blue Jackets franchise, for the Lake Erie Monsters, as they were at the time, I think that deserves... Uh, some note, and then I also want to uh, give him a shout out for his performance in the first official playoff game of his career. Um, he played, I believe, three of five against the Maple Leafs in that weird almost playoff, not quite playoff series. Um, his first official playoff start was game one against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which went, I believe, to six overtimes. Uh, Jonas Corposalo made 85 saves. The Blue Jackets lost, I believe, either 3-2 or 2-1. I can't remember exactly. Um, but Corpusalo, I believe, still holds the NHL record for most saves in a game ever. And I just think that should be that should be celebrated. I, I did just try to double check that. 
I did just try to double check that. I think it may be a playoff game because right before this episode, I tried to look it up. Um, some goalie back in the 30s for the Red Wings oh, had okay. 92 saves. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, I think Corpusalo, again, I'm scrambling trying to find the answer, but I'm almost certain that he has the most saves in a playoff game, an NHL playoff game, which is still awesome. Oh, okay. and it is a modern NHL. So, like in the cap era, he made 85 okay. saves in a 3 2 5 overtime loss. What is the cap era? When did that still like? I'm completely negligent to when the cap so, era like, started. I believe the cap era started in uh, like 2003, I want to say. Okay, okay, cool. So, in the last 20 years, that's the most saves in an NHL game. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He earned the nickname Corpus Solid that game, which mm-hmm. is probably one of the coolest nicknames in Blue Jackets history. Corpus Solid. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, and that's what he I was. I always you... liked Magic Corp. Um, I Magic that Corp's was fun. good. Yeah. Um, good <laughs> but yeah, I think Jonas Corpus I think, is always going to go down for me as one of kind of the prototypical Blue Jackets because he just kind of he waited a long time for his shot. And then he didn't do as much with it as he could have done, but he did way more than I thought he was going to. I'm not going to lie. I did not have a ton of faith in Corpus to be the starting goalie when Bobrovsky left. He didn't have great stats as a backup. He is, uh, like I talked about in, I believe I mentioned this in the Tarasov episode, uh, Corpus was a goalie that plays better the more he plays. Um, looking at the Senators' situation i'm gonna go ahead and assume that Jonas know are probably gonna be playing upwards of 60 games this season which is great if he's you know if he can stay healthy if he's playing well that's great news for the senators um he might bump that if if they get the Jonas Corpusala that they that we had and the kings had this season that probably makes ottawa into a bubble playoff team Ooh. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's a hot, hot take. I need to look at their squad and remind myself who they got uh, other than just the goaltender position. I did, did have a big signing. Oh, Tarasenko. Oh, Vladimir Tarasenko. <laughs> that was huge for him. My f- favorite Corpusalo memory. Definitely the playoff game i mean come on that was amazing i'm mean, even though they lost that's probably still one of the more which is surprising that is one of my favorite memories there was one time i was i had the chance to be down in the locker room in the media scrum asking him a question he was the last player in there talking to all of us i asked him some dumb question about if he was mad when he slammed his stick on the ice after a goal like, obviously, buddy, I was mad. And he was still so nice to me. And that just that's just who Corpy was. Like, Corpy, you know, he had all the reason to be upset at the Blue Jackets organization for the way that they treated him. Because I felt like, honestly, they, one, underpaid him while he was in Columbus. And two, waited to give him a chance to be the starter. Waited. I mean, as soon as they, you know... Got rid of Bobrovsky. Elvis was the guy. They never even left room for Corpusalo to possibly take the job. And maybe you could argue that they did, but I don't think they really did. Um, and yet he still stuck it out for eight seasons 
had a winning record as a starter in in Columbus, and he left he left Columbus making a lot of money in Ottawa now. So I'm really happy for him. I mean, there's I'm just think nothing but great memories of what he did in Columbus. And every time I hear the name Corpusalo, I just hear Greg Murray announcing it for some reason, the in arena announcer, like, cause like, I don't know, just his name is so awesome. Corpusalo. It's, it's a good a name. Fun name. It's a solid name. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> name. Um, I love him though. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see him coming back from, or oh, when 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 he's in town with with Ottawa, uh, I look forward to him shutting the Blue Jackets out. That seems to be what happens when former Blue Jackets come <laughs> back to Nationwide. Uh, but yeah, genuinely, like all the best, Corpusalo. I hope he does succeed in Ottawa. If they get a goalie, then it's going to be a really fun team to watch. I think he deserves the chance to be a full time starter for a team, and hopefully, he manages to keep up what he started this season because I do genuinely think that he was struggling through an injury for at least the season before the last one and because you, you he looked different when he came back this season so who knows in a minute we're going to hand out a grade uh for corpusalo there's no point in giving him homework because he doesn't go here anymore but we'll hand out a grade anyway um i'm gonna go ahead and assume it's gonna be the best goalie grade that we probably hand out in this little this little goalie review that we're doing but that's coming up in a second on lots on blue jackets Okay, we're back. Locked on Blue Jackets. Jay Foster, Hayden Hilton here. And we've got to give out a grade. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and start because I've kind of had this in my mind for for a while now. Um, Jonas Corposalo gets an A from me for coming out of this stupid, horrible, terrible, no good, very bad season with positive stats. Um a 9.13, like, that's what I keep coming back to, the 9.13 save percentage in this in this Blue Jackets team, otherworldly. Like, he was really, really great, and he gave the team a chance to win, even when the team didn't look very interested in winning. Um, went to LA, was great for them there, did, couldn't get it done in the playoffs, but we'll see how he does in Ottawa. I'm expecting big things from him this season, but yeah, he gets he gets an A from me this season. By the way, that game that you can watch him shut out the Blue Jackets in Nationwide is December 1st is when the Senators are coming to Columbus. So uh, book that on your calendars. I know Corpusalo is going to get a huge, huge standing ovation for when they do his welcome home video. That'll be really exciting and emotional, I'm sure. Um, just to see the changes he went through. I mean, he like looking at old pictures of him, he was so – it's such a young-looking face. He's a baby. And now he looks like – I don't know. He looks like a blonde Eric Carlson now, and it's it's it's, it's awesome. Right? I'm sure, you know, uh, Senators fans would love to have an Eric Carlson again, but at goalie, if that's a thing. Um, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna go a whole letter grade below you did, just because I don't. I don't know if I can justify giving any goaltender on the Jackets an A this year, just because I didn't feel like anybody really took the job and ran with it. Um, but again, he played good. He played the best out of all of them and he carried that momentum on another team. And 
I don't I don't think that team regrets it. I mean, I'm, they probably wish they would have won a Stanley Cup or gotten further past the first round, but I don't think he played bad in those games. I think if you look, I think he had really good save percentage in those playoff games for the Kings against Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. Like you can't blame Corpy for that series at all. Um, and I don't think Kings fans do. But that being said, again, I just can't justify giving him an A for just he could have done. I think he could have done a lot better in Columbus, but he still was the best goalie that the Blue Jackets had this year. You know, I'll bump him up to a B plus, B plus, B in Columbus, and then you earned the plus sign for solid play out in LA. That's fair. Well, it averages out to an A minus, so we'll uh, we'll give him that. I think uh, that's going to do it for us today here on Lockdown Blue Jackets. Uh, tomorrow uh, we're going to be doing. Oh, I'm really excited about this. Uh, we're going to be picking some of the biggest what ifs in franchise history. So what would have happened if someone didn't leave or if they picked up someone on a trade or if they drafted this player or this player or, you know, so I think that's going to be really fun uh, to look at maybe how this franchise could have looked if, you know, they hadn't been absolutely terrible for the first 15 years of their existence. Um, But that's coming up tomorrow. Uh, Thank you for listening today. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Sirius XM if you're a radio person. And uh, I've been Jeff Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find Hayden over at Hayden H971. Uh, you can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. You can email us if you want to. We're at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening, and until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.